Good uh, morning, everyone. My name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here, and it is a joy to um, be opening up God's Word again this morning. Um, but before we jump into the message for today, we are in a vision series, and uh, we're, we're busy looking at the vision for the year, for 2022. Uh, the vision in three parts is that we want to see individual renewal. The gospel changes people, so we want to evangelize this year. We want to see community renewal. That's what we're going to be speaking about this morning. And then we would also like to see city renewal, and we'll hear some more about that next week. But um, for that to happen, it's, it's a togetherness moment. It's, it's all of us uh, finding what God wants us to do and where God wants us to serve. And so I want to just give uh, some more people an opportunity this morning, just a quick one-minute interview, a plug on what they're doing and how you can get involved. Under your seat, you should have one of these forms. And uh, in this form, it's got a little section where it tells you uh, how you can get involved in what we have, what's happening this year. And so there's a whole bunch of different ministries. Um, and so if anything resonates with you, won't you, won't you tick it, write your name, and then hand it to the ushers. They've got black t-shirts on uh, with the G1 logo. Somebody else has got a black t-shirt on like a DC logo. That's not the white one, but it's the G1 logo. You can pass this to them. So um, won't Neil, uh, Michelle come up here? And uh, there was one more. Brett, come on up here and give us a little one minute. Thank you. Great. So um, worship is what we do every day, but the wor- through the worship team, you get an opportunity to really um, be involved in just a corporate time of worship um, like we've had this morning. So if you have any musical ability, either can play an instrument or um, are able to sing and be a vocalist, uh, please do sign up for the worship team. Uh, once you sign up, we'd be, we'll be running some auditions to see which band we, we can place you in. So yeah, uh, looking forward to, to hearing from you guys. Particularly, we're looking for uh, bassist, acoustic guitarists, and drummers. So if anybody has some abilities there, we really are keen to hear from you. Thanks, Ryan. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you, Michelle. Who plays an instrument over here? That's, that's a lot of people. That's cool. Yeah, okay. So uh, please do consider DC Coffee. Uh, morning, guys. Uh, who, sign of hands. Who drinks tea in the house? Uh, who drinks coffee? Cool. Pretty much all of you guys are eligible to be yeah. part of our ministry. Um, so we run DC Coffee. Uh, we operate Monday to Saturday currently. Uh, we're a non-profit coffee shop. Um, part of the church, but kind of not as well. Uh, but we, we operate to love and serve people and use coffee as a way in which we can connect with our local community. Um, so our plan is to get open again on Sundays because I see a lot of like Seattle Cups coming in. And, um, but the whole intention is to start um, uh, kicking off our, our coffee ministry again on Sunday. So if you guys are keen, um, if you can just say hi to someone, you're pretty much eligible as well. Um, all you need to do is basically be at the counter. Uh, if you want to learn to make coffee, we'll train you guys as well. And then also during the week, if you have any time available to get involved um, in the store, whether it's just helping out or whether it's cutting tags with us, um, if you have any time. I've counted its number 11 on the form. So just skip 10, get to 11, and skip the two after that. Please sign up. Thanks. That's brilliant. Guys, I was going to say DC Coffee is honestly the best coffee shop in the whole of Joburg. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the coffee is amazing also. So sign up for that. It's incredible. How do you compete with that? I know. Uh, any, anyone who is human, please put your hand up. <laughs> <laughs> You're it. <laughs> so, 
uh, kids ministry is what I'm here to to punt. Uh, we uh, last week um, our kids ministry leaders were like this because our classes were full. It's the beginning of the year. Everybody's coming to church. And we need you. Um, but there's a couple of roles. Uh, a lot of people are very intimidated by kids' ministry. Like, oh, I can't relate. I don't have you know, kids myself or my kids are older, etc., etc. Well, there's a couple of roles that you can uh, take part in. There's, there's the background roles. Kind of the, we uh, see kids' security as very, very important here. Uh, and we need a certain number of people, of adults in the room to make it safer for our kids. So if you want to be the human being, the warm body in the room, who's there to just make sure everybody's safe, great. You don't have to be up there teaching and that sort of thing. Um, you'll be amazed though. You, you could think, oh, I'd never, I have a friend uh, at my last church. He's this big and this big. Groot Afrikaner ook. He's a builder, and I went up to him and I said, I think you should do kids' ministry. He laughed at me, and he, well, he said something, and I couldn't, I can't say here. But he is still in kids' ministry, and this was years ago. You'd be amazed. So please, guys, uh, it's a ministry, and it's amazing. Please sign up. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So um, please do grab those forms, sign it up right now. Uh, you can um, gladly go ahead and do that while I'm speaking right now and, uh, and do hand that to somebody at the info table and we will get hold of you in the week and help you to get connected with these guys. Or you can just go and chat to them afterwards and, uh, and get yourself connected with one of them. Fantastic. We are looking at um, the second part in our vision for the year, community renewal. And um, it's, it's, it's a topic that I think all of us really, really feel passionate about. Every one of us in this room have, I think, inside of us have got this desire to have good friendships, to have good community, to, to have people who we can turn to, people who love us, people who know us, to know people um, ourselves and to show concern and care for others. And so in one way, it's something that we all desire. I remember, I don't know if you remember, in lockdown level five, when you couldn't do anything, you couldn't go anywhere, and then they said you could do these walks in the morning. You remember those walks we started doing in the morning? Who went for those walks? I mean, do you remember, what, like, when you, when you first went on your first walk, everybody was smiling? Like, I've never seen Joe Book so friendly. Everyone was saying hi to each other. People were, like, stopping to chat to random strangers. I had people, like, stopping, like, how are you today? Like, I, I really, how are you? It's like people were starved of community. We realized, we learned something during lockdown. What we learned was that we need each other. We need community. We need live interaction with other people. And, uh, and, I, and I think while community is such an amazing virtue and such an amazing value that we know that we need, we so often can't get hold of it. It's like it eludes us. It's like a chasing after the wind. So often it's hard to have community. I love biographies and um, I'm often reading them. And often in these biographies, it's famous people who have done something successful and they've been really, really good at it, but they've had to sacrifice relationships along the way. And so many of these biographies, people will say at the end of their lives, reflecting that it wasn't worth it. It was the getting the, the money, getting the success, getting the career, it wasn't worth sacrificing the relationships. We don't want to be that. We want to maintain our relationships. We want to do well at having some balance in our lives 
where we are successful, but where we are also holding on to good community, good relationships, good friendships. And I want to speak about that this morning because it's not only sociologically true that we know that we need community. It's theologically true that we know that we need community. The Bible teaches us that apart from community, you and I can't, can't change and become the people that we want to become. We can't even fully know God deeply apart from other people. Let me put it like this. Your spirituality is linked to the people around you. Your, the, the, your ability to know stuff about God and, to, and for that to, to sink into your life and to change you is, is linked to your community. You can't, you can't change as an, an island. Let me give you a couple of verses. Um, the Bible says, comfort one another. 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, comfort one another. Wait, wait, wait. I thought God was the comforter. I thought the Holy Spirit was the comforter. Doesn't, can't I just get comfort straight direct from God? Does it have? Yeah, yeah, straight direct from God. But it comes often through people. He brings people into our lives, and the Holy Spirit will use people to bring His comfort. Encourage one another. But isn't God the encourager? Can't I just get that encouragement direct? Yeah, you, maybe, sometimes, perhaps. But most often, it's, it, that encouragement comes through other people. Um, build each other up. 1 Thessalonians, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Confirm the gifts of one another. For you to know your gifts and your role to play, you need other people. So many people say, no, you, I'm, I, I, I believe that I, I'm, I, I decide who I am. And uh, if I think I'm this, then I define myself. Go ahead and try that. Go, go ahead and try. Go out into the world and you t- I'm clever, I'm smart. Everybody else tells you you're dumb. And then, it, you know, after a while, you're going to believe everyone else. That's just how it is. You need other people to help you even define who you are and what you're good at. Um, confirm the gift to one another. Carry each other's burdens. I love this one. Carry each other's burdens, which means, oh, Ken, come on up here. I didn't, uh, sorry, man, I'm just calling you up on the spot. Come on up here. I love this. Carry each other's burdens. You, you and I can't carry our burdens by ourselves. Ken, imagine you've got a burden that you're carrying, okay? And, 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 and it becomes so heavy, you have to put it down. And look at the picture over here. It says, it says I have to come alongside Ken. And Ken has to be close enough to me for me to be able to see the burden that he's carrying, that he's just put down over here. And then we use our collective strength to pick up the burden together, and now we put it on our shoulders, I'm helping him, I'm carrying some of the weight, the weight is halved now, he's carrying some of it, I'm carrying some of it, if it was a painful burden, perhaps I'm bearing some of it, he's bearing some of it, and together we're carrying the burden. And what that means, number one, is I need to be close enough, okay? Number, number two, it means that there needs to be some reciprocity. It's carry each other's burdens, it's not carry burdens, Carry each other's burdens. And so sometimes I'm going to be the one that's going to need Ken to help me carry my burden. And other times he's going to be the one that is going to have to carry, um, have to carry my burden. And I'm going to have to carry his burden. So many of us are good at, at just carrying uh, other people's burdens. Who's good at carrying other people's burdens over here? I, I think most of you are good. Thank you, Ken. Sorry. Yes. Thank you so much. I think most of us are good at carrying somebody else's burden. We're not always as good at, at, at letting others help us carry um, our own burdens. So, so, so for community to happen, there needs to be that harmonious carrying of burdens. I, I need to be humble enough to say, I, I need your help. Help me carry 
because I, I'm, I'm struggling over here. This load is heavy, and I need to be close enough. I need to be in community and have friendships to be able to do that. Honor one another. Don't grumble against each other. You cannot know God's comfort, God's, God's gifts, God's, God's love for yourself apart from community. That is hugely significant. If this is true, and I think it is true, it's, it's massive. Community needs to be prioritized. If I can't become the person I want to become, um, if I can't know everything that there is to know about God apart from you, then, then, then community and friendship is, is a huge value. It should be a massive and significant and important thing to us. And that's why it is going to be a focus for 2022. It's going to be something that we want to keep the heat underneath and something that we want to prioritize in this year. So I want to talk to you right now about the power and the purpose of community. Real quickly, the power and the purpose of community. Number one, the power of community. How do we get community? How, do we, how does community get created? And, um, and if you're in any form of leadership, whether you're a parent, because parents are leaders in some regards, if you're a teacher, if you're a pastor, if you're a politician, if you're in management, you know that a huge part of your job is actually just maintaining community, stopping people from fighting, stopping the kids from arguing. You, you know that a huge part of your, of your role is to create community, but where do you get the power to create that community? Where, where do you get the, the know-how to create that community? Sometimes as a leader, I'm sure many people are asking, man, I wish we had a book that spoke to how we get the power to create community and to stop people from fighting. And also a book that was relevant because the things that people fight about in the, in the 21st century, I mean, you know, it's complicated, right? I mean, I, I wish we had a book that was like, that, that dealt with divisive politicians into society and how we end up doing politics on the streets and on social media and how, you know, I wish we had a book that knew something about that. I mean, surely Acts doesn't know anything about divisive politicians. I mean, that was like, you know, that, that, was, that was, oh, wait, 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 there was that guy, Nero, and, and, and he was quite divisive, very divisive. In fact, it was Herod also. Yeah, so, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe it's got something to say about, about that. I wish we had a book, though, that was, like, super relevant, and it spoke to, like, the ideological camps in our world today and how that divides us, right? There are so many ideological voices. This one is saying that one is wrong. This one is saying this is right. This is pro that, pro this. And, uh, you know, it's so complex. I wish we, oh, Oh, snap, wait, there was like ideological camps at the time when the book of Acts was written. There was like the the, the Sadducees who were politically aligned with those in charge. And then there was like the Pharisees. And then there was like the the Uncomtu Siswe of Israel. The Zealots, Peter, was part of it. That was like a Jewish nationalistic party. There was like the Essenes that withdrew and they were all into prayer. Oh yeah, there was that. There was different. There was different ideological groups, and and, and somehow this spoke into that. I, but 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 like I wish we had like a, a book that was super relevant that spoke into like uh, like like the the, the 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 significance of men and women co-laboring together in a helpful way. Something that was written in a patriarchal culture. Oh snap! There was like a patriarchal culture at the time. And somehow the word of God was able to birth community in the midst of all of those complexities. This book is as relevant as it's ever been. This book, the, the, the ink hasn't dried yet. It's still as relevant and it's still able to birth community. Even, 
in the midst of our complex problems in the 21st century. And here's how we know what happened just before they, they had this community. Peter had preached the gospel. And uh, at verse 41 says, those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Peter preached the gospel. Jesus has come. Jesus was crucified. Jesus died. Jesus was resurrected and is going to come again. And people believed this. The, 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 the scandal of grace hit them. Wow, he came for me. He didn't have to. In fact, he probably shouldn't have. If you know me like I know me, nobody should come for me. But Jesus came for me and he died for me in my place for my sins. Hallelujah. The scandal of that hit people. And, and, and Jesus became the everything. And they received him as Lord and as Savior. They got saved and community was birthed. The power of community is in that message. People got saved. And that was the power of where the community came from. People, uh, people who were former enemies, Jews and Gentiles. There, there, was, there was, you know, Peter who, who was like this violent revolutionist. And there was Matthew, the tax collector and sellout. The people who were former enemies got saved and they got put into community together by the gospel. 3,000 got saved. And then the Lord kept adding to their number and kept adding to the number those who were being saved and it was the power of the gospel that united Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female. It was the power of this message of Jesus Christ. He became the everything. He became the everything. Because it was a big group, right? It was a huge group. And, and people were diverse, much bigger than our group over here. So there was lots of diversity in the group. But the verse says, verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Wow. Like Liverpool supporters. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter how old you are, you have everything in common. It's like, it doesn't, doesn't matter where you come from in the world, Liverpool supporters never walk alone, right? They, they, they together, they know all the people who played in every significant game. Like they, they have everything in common, right? And, uh, and, and it, it was a little bit like that. These, these people that come from all sorts of walks of life, they were former enemies, and yet they had everything in common. When Jesus becomes my everything, and, and Jesus becomes your everything, then we have everything in common. And, and, and it's, it's like when the gospel of grace hits you and impacts you and starts to transform who you are, where, where, when His goodness and His forgiveness and His kindness and His patience and His mission of transformation impacts you, Man, you, you can be a Manchester United supporter, and the other one can be a Liverpool supporter, but all of a sudden, it's not Liverpool that's everything in your life. It's Jesus that's everything in your life, and then we have everything in common. And he calls people from different groups, from different ages, from different genders, who once didn't have everything in common because they didn't have Jesus, but then Jesus came, and they then had everything in common. I wonder what's your everything? What's your everything? Because... If the church, you know, if the church, the only way the church, is, church unites is, is when, we have, when we have Jesus as our everything. When the one who gave up everything for you, for me, becomes your everything, then we have everything in common. That's the, that's the power of, that's where the power for, for community comes from. But, but it means she can't be my everything. 
and this can't be my everything, and the job can't be my everything, and sports can't be, Jesus has to be my everything. And when Jesus is my everything, then we can have everything in common. That's the, that's the power of community. Who is your everything? Because this year, if we're going to have everything in common and do community, it's only going to happen, it's only going to happen when we say, Lord, I want you to be my everything. I, I, des- I so long for you to be my everything. If he's not yet your everything, make him your everything today, this morning, whether you're watching online, whether you're in the room, make him your everything. He gave everything for you. Nobody else has given everything for you. No one else has loved you like he's loved you. No one else went to the cross to die in your place for your sins. He alone did that. Make him your everything today. Number one, the powerful for community comes from the gospel. How do we apply this? How do we live this out? I want to do something practical this week. I want us to make this week a week of prayer and fasting. I want us to express him being our everything and us having everything in common by us praying together to him together and consecrating this week just setting the week apart as a week of prayer and fasting. I know fasting is a dirty word. I mean, people are like, what the heck did this dude just say? I can't believe he just said fasting, just like it's casual. Um, you will not die if you fast. I want to guarantee you right now, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to post social media things every week, video footage that people will survive even if they don't eat. <laughs> You're going to have video footage of that every, every day. So check out our social media, and we're going to encourage people. And, and here's the structure. Let me just say as an aside, you don't have to fast. It's, we, we're a grace church. There's no, there's no need to, to, to have to do this, especially if it doesn't work for you. Perhaps there's a medical condition, or perhaps fasting doesn't work for you. Maybe you want to fast from social media. I mean, like fast from YouTube. Every time you were going to watch a YouTube video, you go and pray instead. That, that can be your way of expressing, he's my everything. I'm doing this with people I have everything in common. And that can be your way of praying and setting apart the week for prayer and fasting. Uh, perhaps you want to, I know some people are doing Daniel fast where they are not eating meat. And so perhaps you want to do that. Um, perhaps you want to, want to fast from something else, chocolate or whatever, something else. Find a way to, the, the main point is for us to find a way to lift up our eyes together at Jesus Christ this week. So, so that's what we're doing. We, we, we're expressing our togetherness. We're expressing it by, by praying together and fasting from something. I'm going to be fasting from food, drinking lots of water and rooibos tea, but you, you might want to do something different. That's okay. If we see you in Doppio Zero, it's okay. Don't hide under the menu. Don't like, I'm not coming back to the church. They saw me at Doppio this week. It's okay. We, the main point is that we do something together and lift our eyes together to Jesus at the start of the year, and it's going to do much good for us as a community. It will do much good for you as an individual also. As we do that, he's, we're saying, I want you to be my everything. I'm, I'm, I'm starting the year by proclaiming that. I'm telling my flesh, you're not getting everything you want, flesh. You know, flesh, you can't just get all sorts of stuff, right? For, for this week, I'm setting a standard and I'm, and I'm saying, Jesus first, you're my everything. Okay, so here's what we're praying into Monday, individual renewal. We're praying for salvation to happen. We can share the seeds, but ultimately God is the one who brings that regeneration in people's hearts. God is the one who, who causes people to be born again. And he's got lots of people that he wants to save and rescue in this place. And so let's pray for them. Perhaps you've already got a list of people that you want to see saved. Start praying for their salvation. 
this week. Start fasting for their salvation this week. That's what we're doing on Monday. Tuesday, community renewal. We're praying for our community. We're praying for friendships. We're praying for, for breakthrough perhaps in relationships. Where perhaps it's a strained relationship. Perhaps you just want to get into deeper community. Um, pray for that. Let's fast for that. Let's pray for, for the unity of our church. Man, the church needs unity right now, doesn't it? I mean, we need that. Let's pray for it. Number three, Wednesday, we're praying into city renewal. Nobody in South Africa needs a lecture on the social problems that we face in our country. And so what we want to do is we want to be part of the solution. We want to, be, we want to pray, God, won't you use us? We want to be salt and light. And next week, we're going to be unpacking some of the details around how we're going to do that. But we want to pray that God would turn the page in this country and use us in whatever role he would use us. And so pray for the city, pray for social change, pray for the poor, pray that God would use us powerfully and break our hearts for these things. And then on, on Wednesday evening, we're going to meet over here for some prayer and some worship. And so we're going to just meet. It's going to be low-key. Uh, we'll, 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 have some, some, we'll sing some songs together and we'll pray together. But it's another way of us just doing something together. It's almost like a running group. You know, when you've got a group, it helps you get fit and it you know, keeps, you, uh, keeps you focused. And so that's what we're going to be doing together on Wednesday night over here, 7.30 p.m. And then on Thursday, let's pray for ourselves. Let's pray for personal breakthrough. I don't know what it is that you're facing this year. What are you feeling anxious about this year? Where do you need God to break through for you in your life? Pray for, for yourself and fast for yourself. Pray that he gives you a word. Pray that, that he gives you personal victory in a particular area of weakness. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your finances. Pray for your family. But on Thursday, we're praying for ourselves, and then the fast is over, uh, and then we, we go back to normal. But I really believe that this is significant, that prayer is, is, is really us laying down the tracks for God to, to act and for God to move. We are building an altar for, for, for God to light with his fire. We are, we are hoisting up a sail for the Spirit of God to propel us into the, next, into the rest of the year. And so we are starting to achieve our vision by asking God, strengthen us, empower us. We're doing work as we, as we pray and as we fast. So that's the application. Okay, secondly and lastly... Real quickly, the purpose in community. The purpose in community. What does God use community for? Three things. Number one, teaching. We, we learn in community. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And so, and so community is a place where we come around God's word, we're learning. Whether that community is your life group, whether that community is the Sunday, whether that's men's ministry or women's ministry, we, we, we want to be a people who are passionate about God's word. We want to be speaking about God's word. We want to be debating God's word. We want to be sharing God's word with each other. This week, won't you share things that you feel God is saying? Share encouraging verses with each other. Um, and and let's, let's build one another up in God's Word. One of the things we really want to focus on this year is getting people into God's Word together. And so we've got these journals called CBR Journals, Community Bible Reading Journals. And uh, it, it, it lists like a verse, and then you read the verse, and then you write down some stuff about the verse, some reflections, and then you share it in a WhatsApp group with, with others in your CBR group. And that way, I'm getting insights from what you're reading. You're getting insights from what I'm reading. I'm getting encouraged by what you're uh, getting encouraged by. And it's a great way to get into God's Word together. We're giving them away free. So please come and chat to me. Come and chat to AJ. 
and, uh, and get into a group. If you're not in a group yet, you can start a group. If you uh, need help with all of these things, come and chat to AJ and myself, and, uh, and we'll help you to do this. So grab a journal. Let's get into God's Word together. Okay, secondly, the second purpose for community is fellowship. Fellowship. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. It's like an old school word, but it's such a lovely word. It means like warm relationship with one another. They devoted themselves to the apostle teachings and to warm relationship with one another. That being close and helping each other and loving each other and honoring each other. And look how they did it. Here's how they did it. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Big temple courts. It was a big temple. It could, it could, it could host like thousands of people. So every day they're having big meetings. This is a big meeting-ish, right? It's kind of a big meeting. So, so, so we would meet together for church. It's church is biblical, coming to church, and they did it kind of daily. We don't know exactly how often, but it was regular. Okay, so we want to regularly meet in our big group because there's something encouraging about worshiping God together in, in this way. There's something encouraging about that. But then they also broke bread in their homes. They, they, they met in small groups in each other's homes regularly. So, so we want to do both big group and small group regularly. And, and um, you know, sociologists will tell us that you can't have really meaningful and significant relationships with more than 40 people. That's your capacity. Once you hit 40, you kind of start, you know, it becomes very superficial. So you want to have big group, yes, but you also want to have small group meetings. You want to have these small meetings in people's homes where you can go deep with each other, where you can share a little bit about your life with others. But people can know you, where you can be known. It only happens through small groups. We've got about 11 small groups. And if you'd like to join one, go and check out the website. Come, come chat to any of uh, the, the ushers or me or anyone else, any of the, the elders. will help you to get into a small group. We really encourage you to get into those meaningful relationships. And then number three, mission. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so this was a community on mission. It, it, it was a community who that was growing daily. People were getting saved. I, I don't know exactly how people were getting saved. Perhaps it was just through people seeing this community sometimes. Sometimes it was preaching, but sometimes people would just encounter the community and that would be convincing for them. It's... It's as if the gospel can be preached, but you can also look at the way people treat each other and be convinced by their lifestyles. It's almost like the gospel is, is embodied in community. And we know this to be true because when we see a bad example of Christians, you say, man, I don't want to believe, I don't want to go join the church. I don't want to believe this stuff. Look how they behave. Look what, you know, they don't pay on time or they don't love or whatever. The, the gospel is embodied in community. And so it's almost like the way that we care for each other, the way that we love each other becomes a, a source of proclamation for the gospel. The community itself becomes a mechanism for evangelism and, and mission. Let me put it to you like this. Jesus said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples. What is it? If you love one another. If, if, if you love one another, people will believe you. People will believe that God is really true, that, 
that, that he sent his son because he loves the world if, he, if people see the love amongst you for each other. It's as if we embody the message of God's love. And so there's two things over here. There's God's love and God's mission. But they, they work together. You can't separate them. The, the, but we can't major on one or the other. We need to be a community of love, but we're not just a community of love. We're also on mission. Let me, let me put on that other slide for me. It's as if there's a, there's a houseboat church, and then there's the worship church. I, I, I want to suggest that the houseboat church is fantastic. It's loving. It's nice. It's like when you go on a houseboat, you're just with your family or your close friends, and it's just the three or four, five of you, and you're hanging out, and it's like holiday, and it's leisurely, and it's warm, and it's just the love boat church. You know, but the love boat church, look how calm the water is. You know what I mean? That love boat church can't go onto the open seas. That love boat church doesn't have, like, like a, you know, a mission that the warship is on. We're closer to a warship than we are to a love boat. On the warship, there's a mission to be achieved. We're doing something. We also are like family. We also are close. The soldiers know each other, love each other, but it's different. It's, it's like it's, it's relationships that get forged in mission. You know, I take a couple of bullets for you, protecting you. You take a couple of bullets for me. You've got people walking around with one leg limping because they've been in this thing for a long time. Uh, you, you, you know, it's sometimes we bump against each other accidentally, but grumpy because we're tired and we've been on mission and we've been trying to get to our post and we've been fighting. And, but that's okay. We, we overlook it because, because, it's clo- because there's a mission. There's, there's a battle that we're in. And so things aren't always neat and organized and, you know, and safe. No, no, there's a mission that we're on. And, and, and we love each other, but, but man, we, 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 are, we are loving each other and doing community in the context of going somewhere, of doing something. There's a mission that we're busy um, trying to achieve. And so, and so our church is a church that is driven by mission. Driven by mission. We, we, our life groups are missional life groups. We don't have closed life groups where, you know, you, you can't really join the group because it's just about us getting to know each other and hanging out in our little love boat all the time. No, it's open. It's always open. Always welcoming others. Always um, inviting others. On a Sunday, you know, we, 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 we don't only meet for the already convinced. Uh, we, we, we meet for, for those who don't yet belong. We meet in this house for, for people who are still on the outskirts, for people who don't completely agree. And so we meet for those people also. And so we, we, we allow the mission to define us and to shape us and God's love at the same time. Here's the application. Here's what we're going to do this year. We're going to launch a men's and a women's ministry this year. We are going to be um, getting us in community, making sure that we have good friendships with each other, going deep. Um, in all of these things, uh, and that Gourmet Burger evening is the first men's event, um, and so please do come to that, but you know, that, that's on mission. Even the men's ministry and women's ministry, we're on mission. We're not, we're not just going to be uh, spending all our time just looking at each other and hanging out with each other. There's teaching, there's fellowship, and there's mission involved. We're going to be hosting general community building events like hikes and uh, hospitality Sundays and church picnics and dads and lads crickets days and all sorts of things. Different opportunities for fellowship, for relationship. Um, so please do come along to that. And again, those things are missional opportunities. Invite people to them. And we're going to be hosting quarterly leadership summits. If you're a volunteer, 
in the room, if you're involved in any form of leadership in our church, we're on mission. And so we want to get together once a quarter to make sure that we're pulling in the same direction. Maybe there's some course corrections we have to take. Uh, we need to get encouraged. And so, so we'll be doing that quarterly. So please do come along to that. And then um, we also want to strengthen our youth ministry. Um, Brett oversees our whole next-gen ministry and lots of kids and, and teenagers and young adults. And so we really want to supplement what he's doing by trying to employ a youth pastor. And so in March, we want to do a gift day for a, for a youth pastor's salary. And so please do pray into that. And, um, and we're going to trust God that we get somebody that's really amazing and is able to serve our, our teenagers. I don't know if you remember what it was like to be a teenager, but it's rough. And, uh, and so we want to support our teenagers. We want to see loads of teenagers come to Christ and be discipled. And so that's what we're going to be um, praying into for the year. And we'll take a gift day up in March for that. Band, won't you come on up? Let's stand together. I want to encourage us this year to prioritize community. To, to, to see ourselves as coals in a fire. You know, the easiest way to to make the coal um, die is just take it out of the fire. Just remove it from the other coals. You know, then the coal the coal withers away. And but God wants to keep us red hot this year. And the, and the way that we can keep growing spiritually um, is if we stay in community this year. And so let's let's pull in the same direction. Won't you prioritize relationship? Won't you prioritize life group? Won't you prioritize Christian? Friendships, won't you, won't you give yourself to community and, and, and make that as important as everything else that's happening. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you so much for giving your everything for us. We, we want to we say we are so grateful for the gospel that reached us. We, we're not worthy of We didn't merit it in any way. And yet, Lord, you, you came and... and and you gave your everything. And we just want to say right now, we give ourselves to you. We worship you. We love you. And we, we, we want to say, Lord, we we're sorry when we haven't made you our everything. I want to make you my everything right now in this moment. Won't 2022 be the year where I just, I, you know, I keep making you my everything. I put aside those other everythings right now. Maybe whatever those are for you, put them aside. Just make a a bold decision right now. Jesus, you are my everything. You are my everything. And we want to pray, Lord, for us to have everything in common because we've got Jesus as our everything. We want to pray for unity amongst us. We want to pray for cross-cultural relationships to flourish, Lord. Our country so desperately needs to see a church united. So we want to pray, Spirit of the living God, come and fall on us now. Help us to make you everything. And help us to have everything in common. In Jesus' name. Amen.